Um, all right. Um, so uh, then we're going to just do a quick rapid fire now on Texan, Texans versus the Cowboys. Uh, Colm, I'm going to ask you for that, and then I'll come to you for your pick, Brian, on that in a minute. So, Colm, take it away. Yeah, I think both of the uh, quick fires this week uh, feature teams who just want the season to be over. And uh, in this game, it's it's the Texans. They were fired up for the game last weekend, obviously against their former QB and everything that it's surrounded and him sitting out last year. And despite being fired out, despite getting off to uh, a decent start, they, they just found ways to, to beat themselves. I mean, it was it was new ways to, to do it. Uh, for the, the Texans, they made changes at, at QB. Um, n- nothing, nothing seems to have worked. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, they decided um, not to trade Brandon Cooks at the trade deadline. I wonder if they look back on that now uh, with regret, given the way the season has gone. Uh, there, there really isn't anything at all to to play for other than um, pride, but um, they're coming up against a, a Cowboys team who uh, sometimes, sometimes let themselves down by just not showing up. Uh, they lost uh, a couple of games last year um, that they they really should have won. But if the Cowboys show up, um, they should absolutely dominate this. The big thing for the Cowboys, obviously, is. All the past few weeks have been spent flirting with uh, OBJ. We talked about it in the um, kind of with the questions a little while ago. Jerry Jones kicked that to touch. Um, how did the the players uh, respond? The the wide receivers who, if he's not signing there, can they kind of take the the step up that that they need to? But no, as long as the Cowboys show up on Sunday, they should dominate the Texans. All right, and Brian, what's your pick there? He's just picking the weekend. Tech or not Texans, Cowboys. Cowboys ah, you're, just, you're stumbling, stumbling there. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Easiest pick of the weekend. How did Mark go on that one? Do we know? Full house, Cowboys. Full house. Okay, bang bang. All right, and then on the other uh, quick fire one, we have Chiefs Broncos. Uh, Brian, I'm going to get you to to go for that one, and then I'll I'll turn to you, Colin, for your pick. Yeah, not as straightforward as people may seem this game. No, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, look, what I would say is, like, the Chiefs lost last weekend, but going into the fourth quarter, the game was was there for them, as, as Mark rightly called out in the show. And I was looking at the, the numbers today. Despite the loss, Mahomes threw for 223, threw a touchdown. You know, he had a rushing touchdown. He's still playing at MVP uh, level. Kelsey didn't have the best of games last week. He was cutting kept down the low numbers and when he has a slow game he usually really rebounds very quickly with a really big game really impressed with their running back the rookie running back seems to be now nailed in as the number one i'll let Colum have a go at pronouncing his name Pacheo, is it Pacheo? something like that mark is very good at pronouncing it and looking at the numbers from last weekend a bright spot for the broncos this week has been in their tight end greg dolchin again last weekend he was their leading receiver with 85 yards it doesn't bode well for a team that's trying to get this offense going despite the game being at home um, the Broncos have been beaten by the Chiefs 13 times in a row. It'll be 14 and 14 Sunday, and I imagine 14 being the magical number. They'll win by 14 plus points. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And Colm, uh, same feeling there, Chiefs? Or are you going with the heart? <laughs> um, I, to, to, just a few more words. Yeah. Because I saw. <laughs> Uh, a tweet that said, so if you're a Broncos fan that's a senior in high school, 
getting ready to graduate. The last time you saw the Broncos beat the Chiefs, you were in fifth grade. Um, wow. For an Irish context, if you're in your leaving cert, you hadn't even started secondary school the last time the Broncos um, beat the Chiefs. And you will very likely uh, be in your first year of university, having gone through the CAO system uh, before the Broncos beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this. The Chiefs are going to win this, I think. And even I know that. And my arbitrary reason for saying that is I like the Chiefs. I think Mahomes is a right, real maverick. I, I love watching him play. And my good friend Nathan is a massive lifelong Chiefs fan as well. So uh, I'm all about that. Okay, uh, let's move on to the 9 p.m. games. There's there's a few of these. So the first one is my beloved Panthers, albeit uh, not doing the best this season, uh, up against the Seahawks. Um I'd love to hear what your take on that is. Um, maybe we'll go to you first, Colm, this time, perhaps. This uh, this game, yeah. I mean, the, the Panthers have definitely improved um, under um, their their interim. Uh, but they couldn't coach. have got any worse, Colm. I, I I was about I was about to say it is akin to winning a taller than Danny DeVito contest. Yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, and and for for the Panthers, obviously they've moved on from the uh, Baker Mayfield uh, circus and all that that entailed. And look for them; it's it's about who is going to be the QB there next year. They're going to I I imagine draft somebody. Um, I think probably the Russell Wilson trade will have scarred everyone from trading for vets. So I imagine everyone is now going to look to the draft and say we'll just go with the rookie contract. Um, but but. Uh, the if you if you look to their opponents who managed to find in in Geno Smith a guy who obviously was in the wilderness for an awfully long time, um, but this year Geno Smith uh, games with multiple passing touchdowns ten rank in the league first games with a, a hundred plus passer rating nine first games with at least seventy percent completion eight first. Geno Smith is having a season. He has been absolutely outstanding and the Seahawks are loving it. Uh, they got back on track last week and you saw Pete Carroll uh, getting them all G'd up on the, the sideline. Um, whilst the Panthers have improved, I don't believe they will have enough and I think the Seahawks are headed to the playoffs. They might even exceed uh, Brian uh, Brian O'Leary's uh, expectations at, at the uh, before the season began. We all laughed. We all pointed and laughed at Brian. Well, uh, I don't know if we will be the ones laughing come the end of the season. Wow. Yeah. All right. The Brian? problem. The problem now is um, I now want them to start losing games because they're obviously this impacts on my team, the Giants, potentially making the playoffs because it's coming down to potentially two spots for three teams. So. Um, look, last weekend, um, Seattle are having a fantastic season. They've seven wins, and I, I quoted in August on a preseason show, which I showed Colin a video clip recently where he nearly spit out his coffee. I said they'll win a minimum of nine games. And he's talking about Geno Smith in terms of how successful his season has been. Last weekend was his career game, highest game in, in his, his best game in his career 28 for 32, 367 yards, and three touchdowns. And yet, I didn't think they played well. And I looked at the receivers' numbers, like they went off the charts. Metcalf was 127, Lockett was 128, both having receiving touchdowns. 
and yet I I wasn't convinced by them last weekend. Their defense over the past few weeks. I was in Munich first time. I got to see the game against the Bucks, in which I thought they'd play really well and win because they were on such a hot streak. Their defense was flat that day, and I didn't think it was great last weekend. They had to cut of interceptions, which helped them out in particular times. And the Rams, for all the Rams' faults this season, when Walford has touched as quarterback, they went up and down the field and were in a position to win the game with a minute to go. And the Panthers have done well recently. They played well for this for Steve Wilkes and their defence on their day. As we've seen, they've managed to beat teams and cause shocks because their defence can play really well. And they have a strong running game, despite the trade of McCaffrey. Foreman has come in and played really well. And there's a lot to be said for a fresh quarterback coming in. Sam Darnold has come in and he's not had the best of careers, but he's come in late in the season, so there's a freshness to him. But I still think Seattle will win because Pete Carroll just has a way of getting these results when you don't, ex not necessarily we don't expect it, they are favourites. I can see it being a tighter game than people will think, but at home, I think they'll find a way to get over the line and right push on towards the playoffs. Fair enough. Um, obviously, I'm going to pick the Panthers to win. Watch watch next week when I get it right for once. All right. Well, and, that, and what was Mark's take on that one there, Brian? Did he also go for Seahawks? <laughs> he did indeed, yeah. Yeah, of course. You're, you're cursing it. You cursed that one for sure. Because uh, that's what I want to hear. Let's there. curse that one. If anything yeah. can get cursed okay. again, that's the Let's one. go, Panthers. Let's go. Uh, okay, uh, game eight. It's a big one in Santa Clara. So, Tom Brady and the Bucks, who are six and six, uh, they came, They had that last second win on Monday. I was reading about it there. Um, they are facing up against the Niners, obviously, uh, who are at eight and four. And they, of course, we talked about this uh, on the last show. They, they're going to have a new quarterback for the remainder of their season. Uh, Brock, one of many Brocks we mentioned. Uh, and please, in the comments, share any other Brocks, you know. Um, uh, so let's, let's, let's talk about it. Brian, maybe you first. Can, can Brady withstand this Niners defense? Uh, it's a tough ask. It's a tough ask this week. You know, you're coming off a game in which Bosa's had three sacks and... I would say that defence for a large part carried him to that victory last week. Um, they got they got home to the Dolphins who were missing two offensive tackles. This Bucks offence. So what's again we saw earlier in the season the Bucks beat the Rams at home and everybody was on a crest of a wave. They went to Munich and they won. But what people are failing to recognise is for three and a half quarters of that game on Monday night, they did nothing. They had a really strong first drive, ended up with a field goal, and then they did nothing for the rest of the game. They were down thirteen three with three minutes and fourteen seconds to go. And Brady has a knack and he still has it even at 40, 45 in ways of just getting these incredible drives. And even on the last drive then and thereafter, the Saints still have an opportunity with some players to win the game. But credit to them, they're hanging in there at the top of the division. And it'd be interesting how Brock Purdy can play this week because maybe it's still early in this kind of period that people won't have enough tape and they'll have to reflect on what he did in college. So he, maybe he's in a position where he can play a game, a steady game, game management and bring them to, to a victory because right now the Bucks, if it got into a shootout, which I don't believe it would, the Bucks right now, their offense isn't teed up. Mike Evans, who's one of the best wide receivers, has been one of the best wide receivers for the past few years, just hasn't got going this season. He only had 59 yards in reception on Monday, consistent with what we've seen all season. In fact, his best play was drawing the, drawing the flag at the end to get them in a position to score a touchdown. Um, defensively, they've carried him in, in many games. Devin White, Victor Vea was getting home to the quarterback on on Monday night, it's going to come down. It's a low-scoring game. For example, the, the total points in this game in, in the bookmakers is 37, which is very low for a Tom Brady type of game. They don't expect it to go over 37 points. I can see reasons why it'd be that kind of game, but you're asking me which offense I trust more despite the quarterback situation in San Francisco. They've got McCaffrey, 
Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Oick, they have enough there to win this game. So for me, it's another home victory this weekend. I'm picking the 49ers. Very good. 49ers it is. Colin, what about you? That's on Gino a while ago, and there were three, uh, I think, categories that I said he was first in uh, the in the league in terms of this 49ers defense is first in points allowed per game, yards allowed per game, yards per rush, rushing yards per game, uh, the number of first downs allowed per game, uh, passing touchdowns allowed, and the number of interceptions. Um, they are ferocious and they, they might they might just be the best defense that tom brady has faced um since he came into to denver uh in the 2015 afc championship game and as wade phillips pointed out to mark cockrell uh, the broncos hit him 24 times i would absolutely love to see his childhood team and nick bosa do the very same if they wanted to double that amount that would be just fine with me because as i said on monday's show um where it's tom brady's world and we're all just living in it usually but he has looked uh, fallible i think over the past couple of years and if you if you allow him um, to, to do what the Saints did. Brian has talked about it, but it, at the end, they allowed the opportunity. If you allow the opportunity, he will take advantage of it. I don't imagine this San Francisco 49ers defense will allow him um, that opportunity. Brian has talked about the offense. For me, it's all about their defense, which is so formidable. And I uh, I'm predicting the 49ers to win. I want the 49ers to win. I will offer uh, up sacrifices for the 49ers to to beat Tom Brady uh, uh, on Sunday. Um, please, uh, please let it happen. Please let it happen is what I heard there at the end. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see what we can do, Colm. Uh, I'm... I'm no huge fan of Tom Brady myself, so I, I'm actually going to go with you there. I would like to see him uh, roundly beaten in this one too. But um, okay, uh, we are now down to the last game actually of the Sunday slate, uh, and that's going to be the Dolphins, uh, who are eight and four, uh, and they're heading to LA to play the Chargers, I believe, who are six and six. So um, maybe give us your take on that, Brian, um, uh, with with that game. Yeah, this game has been... This, there was a lot of talk about this game recently because it's the game that was flexed into this Sunday night slot, which is the 1.20 a.m. game. It originally was the uh, Broncos Chiefs, and they managed to remove that game because of the level of interest that would be there, unfortunately, for the Broncos, bearing in mind what's happening there. But this game has the... Has the you know, what's the appetite? Has it, It's going to be a great game. You've got the Dolphins coming off a difficult loss last weekend, going in against the Chargers and the Chargers team that have been so inconsistent this season. We had Michael Lombardi on the show earlier in the week and we, we asked him on this Chargers team and in particular around the head coach and whether he'd be there next season. He kind of touched on the fact that the owners are quite loyal to both the GM and the head coach so he might get another opportunity. But this is a team that was expected so much of and in fairness to Dolphins, there was a lot expected of them. But it's refreshing to watch the Dolphins. And they had a difficult game last weekend, but as Colin rightly called out, he, he went through the stats on that 49ers defence. So you can you, sometimes you just have to take your medicine and move on to the next game. I think this game is more, a much more winnable game for them. I mean, Tariq Hill, Jalen Waddle, they've got a really strong run game. I would expect Tua 
to come back. It looks like some of their offensive line who were out last week are struggling, potentially could play, which will sort up the line. And when Tua is given an opportunity, and there's, you know, Lion works for him, he is, he is very accurate, you know, quarterback, and he'll find ways to get the ball to players. And even last week, Tyreek Hill, despite the loss, had 146 yards and one touchdown. One of them was a bomb, so a lot of the yards go down on that, but at the same time, they still make plays. And for the Chargers team, Lost last week in, in LA, sorry, yeah, sorry, in, in Vegas against the, against the Raiders. Won the week before that against the Cardinals. Lost the week before that. There's no consistency. There's no trust level with them. Herbert, again, is another fantastic quarterback. It's a big game in a way because these two quarterbacks were, you know, aligned in terms of the same year. The draft one went four, one went five. There was a conversation of which team would take one over the other. So they're coming up against each other. And that will be the talk come Sunday night. But unfortunately for the Chargers, I think if you look at their offense, Again, it was with the inconsistencies this season, Herbert is arguably the better quarterback, but he doesn't have the better play players or team around him. So for me, the Dolphins will go in to Southway, into LA, and win this game on Sunday night. Okay, Dolphins is the call. Colm, what's your call and what's your take on it? Uh, this, I, I'm glad that I disagreed on the <laughs> Bills-Jets game at the start because uh, since then, I think we have essentially been in lockstep and I, I i like brian has kind of some summed it up this is all, all about the supporting cast around herbert and the need to to do more there is a lot of a lot of hype around this game particularly amongst i suppose some of the talking heads and analysts in america because um there's a huge debate around tua and herbert um, where Herbert was definitely anointed, I suppose, as the kind of Patrick Mahomes-esque um, QB when he came in, and he had an incredible first couple of years. And this year, he has he has shown real flashes of it, but ultimately the Chargers have disappointed. A lot of people feel um, Herbert has been let down by the team, but equally people then say, well, this is the first year Tua has had you know, um, uh, kind of a, a competent head coach, competent offense around him, and, and look what he is done with it. So there are two very distinct camps. Um, you know, there, there is talk of Tua Anon, and uh, they they are very virulent in their support of their QB. Um, so th that will be something to, to keep an eye on. But um, ultimately, the, the Chargers defense is nowhere near as brian has rightly pointed out where the 49ers defense is the dolphins hung out in california for the week and i while i expect the chargers to make life difficult for them and for herbert to play really well ultimately i do think mike mcdaniel and the dolphins will have more success this week and they should be able to get um the, the victory and make our friend Keith very, very happy. Okay. So not a whole lot of disagreement tonight, guys. It's mostly apart from that opening game, you're all you're all uh, you're all tied up uh, on everything. Um Brian, do do we have any more comments from viewers that we'd like to uh, to flash up now before we close out and move on to uh to our interview with Christoph? Yeah, Colin was talking earlier about off and this is a repeated piece that keeps coming up and I think this is going to have to be, be one of the, the off-season conversations around whether the, the Lions continue to stick with Jared Goff as quarterback or go a, another route in the draft. Um, 
I mean, just bear in mind that I think we've, we've spoken about before, the, the Lions have the Rams opening pick in this year's draft, which is, at the moment, they're picking at four. So the likelihood is they will be in a position to potentially pick up one of these quarterbacks coming out of the draft next April. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But right now, you can't argue with Goff. And then um, there's been a lot of Texans chat tonight, obviously, about last week's game and Deshaun Watson as well, just a piece there around. They made a change of quarterback last weekend. Uh, they've gone back to Mills, as it happened. So... Um, he said he, they should have kept with Mills. They've, they've, they've rightly corrected that this week. Um, Davis Mills will start as quarterback this weekend in Dallas, which is, again, another difficult game. A um, few other bits and pieces around the 49ers. Again, Keith and Declan also, who's a Dolphins fan, has got involved in that. But um, um, one there, interesting one around Sam Darnold. Um, you know, touched on the fact that he's fresh. Uh, more of a, I think, might be one of your gang. On the yeah. Talking Balls podcast, the uh, Panthers guys. Let's go down going into Seattle on Sunday. Get right, on second game of the season. Could be interesting to see how fre- if he's still fresh. Never know, could cause a shock. But uh, no, uh, I've seen That's... I've seen him fresh and he <laughs> wasn't tremendous. I saw him live one time, but you know, never know. Uh, hopefully, to this weekend will make a difference. Yeah. Uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, any any last ones, Brian, or, or do uh, do we uh, or do you think that's that's the best of it? That's that's the best of it. And Mark also okay. went, for the, went for the Dolphins. Uh, of course he did. Of course yeah. he did. I didn't even have to ask you that time. I knew that. Yeah. Oh. What I would say is that this jinx always happens. So, um, and okay. it's the NFL, so there's bound to be. Bound there's to bound be. to be. Well, in fairness, not that I really, my picks matter. I, I think I picked the opposite to you for pretty much all of them as well. So I'll be, I'll be the champ next on Monday when we're back to review all the games. Uh, and like as always, check out all the podcast platforms. Get all that additional content. Like we said earlier, Brian and Mark did a did a piece earlier on on, on one of the games, as well. That's already out there. Um, all right, that is it, guys. Thanks a million for the conversation and for uh, once again schooling me in the world of NFL. And uh, we're going to close out tonight's uh, show with an interview with Christoph Pink, who is the director of quantitative quantitative analytics from PointsBet. Uh, So Christoph will take you through that now. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody.